Hey, nerds, we understand you. Drop those controllers, lose the wizard hat, and ready your Cheetos. It's time for some hard-hitting talk about the movies, books, and games you love. So get ready, oh searcher of useless knowledge. It's time to step into the Geek Cave. Broadcasting from a top secret and totally awesome hidden base, I'm Ken Harris, and here's Darren Wright, Justin White, and Chad Savage. Happy 2024 and welcome to a new edition of Deep Cave Podcast Comics. I'm Darren. I'm Justin. And I'm Chad. You know, my New Year's resolution this year is to procrastinate less. Eh, I'll get to it later. Welcome to comics. I like that. That's good. Uh want to thank our sponsor, Shirtosaurus, digging up clothing from your past so you can look rad today with great t-shirt, sweater, and hoodie designs on everything geek chic. Whether you're a fan of old school gaming, anime, 80s cartoons, or you're just weird, you'll find something for you at Shirtosaurus.com. And Gamefly, with membership options from every for every budget, plus gifts for gamers of all ages. Uh, Gamefly has thousands of titles that you can keep as long as you want, and when you're done, just send it back in the postage paid envelope for a new one. Or... Keep it forever and pay a lot less than in-store prices. Sign up for your free 30-day trial right now using the link at geekcavepodcast.com. <sighs> Gentlemen, Happy New Year. We made it. We Woo! made it. We did it. <laughs> we seen... I noticed nobody's saying this is going to be our year. No, 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 we... no, 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 I'm, I am dumb, but I am not so dumb. <laughs> Uh, um, has anybody read anything? Anybody got any books they want to talk about? Here, boy. Be gentle. Be gentle. Be gentle. Be gentle. It's Darren's first time. Motherfucker, I told you be gentle. All right, well, welcome to Darren's first time, where I pick up a book that I've never read before, scratch it a little bit behind the ears, and see what happens. So, uh, for this month's first time, I want to play a little game with you guys, okay? Uh, I am going to name a scenario, and then you tell me if it occurred in the comic that I read, which is aimed at kids 10 and younger, or the 1987 film RoboCop. Okay. A police officer dies on the job and has experimental surgery to uh, survive. Well, that's RoboCop. Yeah. I'll let you know uh, if you're right at the end of this quiz. Well, that's the thing. It... You said, or yeah, or okay. which, which would indicate that it, so, yeah, Robocop was experimental. Oh yeah, a dog is beheaded. We're gonna go with comic. Yeah, and two police officers high five while one has poop in his hands, splattering feces everywhere. Comic. I don't remember yeah, that in Robocop. I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen well, Robocop. True. Well, true. Technically, all three of these happened in the same comic. We're talking about Dogman. Of course. I should have known. <laughs> oh! <laughs> should have known. The hero who is half man, half dog, all cop. From the same creative genius behind Captain Underpants, if you use the word genius in the most sarcastic way possible. And it features art as if it had been made by me when I was nine, which is part of the gimmick. Dogman is supposed to be a comic made by children when it is, in fact, written and drawn by a 57-year-old man from Cleveland. Mm. 
It's about a horrific crime against nature uh, <laughs> when the head of a police dog whose body had died is sewn onto the body of a police officer whose head had died. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this new human-canine hybrid routinely thwarts the world's most evil cat. Petey mm-hmm. is, is his name. And uh, how? Well, by doing things like forcing a giant vacuum cleaner to chase him into the ocean where it'll suck up all the water and then explode. That's how vacuums work. Uh, Or by reversing the effects of a machine that had removed all the words from every book on Earth, thus making everyone super dumb. Hence the high-fiving with poop. There's also a point where the police chief is replaced with a robot by the mayor, who is secretly evil, and wants to open stores that only cater to villains like Tim's Burglar Supplies and Illegal Stuff, the number four sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, if, if all crime is legal. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I could go on, but I only read the first uh, issue, and I stopped. Not because uh, I, I wanted to go. I, I just stopped. I just stopped. It's done. I'm done. I'm not the best person to review this title. It literally came up in my suggested items on Hoopla, and I needed something to review. The art is childish. Again, that's part of the gimmick. The storytelling is childish. That's part of the gimmick. And overall, I feel like I lost 10 IQ points reading this book. Now, I'm sure that for the audience that's intended, it might be relatively harmless. I mean, parents, you might want to take a look at it. As for me, though... I think I'll look elsewhere. On the innuendo rating scale that this segment likes to employ, it's a limp handshake. It's one of my son's favorite book series. Okay, well, I apologize, uh, but I stand by my words. (laughs) Uh, This book is dumb, and I don't like it. (laughs) As an adult reading it, I admit it is lackluster in a lot of ways. But for kids... It's great. No no offense intended to any children who like this book series. No offense intended to any parents whose children like this book series. I just didn't like it. Mileage may vary. Mileage may vary. Well, anything that'll get a kid to start reading... That's fair. ...is worth... Probably okay. worth publishing. That's yes. fair. That's fair. All right. But... I didn't like we it. We all grow. Yeah. If, if this is the where you max out on the reading scale, there are some problems. I'll say that. I do like uh, some of the titles that they've come up with for the collected editions. Okay. There's, um, well, Dog the, Dogman Unleashed. Yeah. Uh, the Bark Knight. Mm-hmm. 20,000 uh, Fleas Under the Sea. Yeah. For Whom the Ball Tolls. Okay. Who For Whom the Ball Rolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're, they're clever. Don't ask me how I know them. I've not read them. You probably know a young child who has read them. I probably do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Me too. Because I, I know his child. Yeah. I live with one. Yes. So no offense, just not for me. And that's fair. So, all right. Well, now that you've insulted my family, uh, yeah. no, I'm, <laughs> I'm We can take this outside, but I do have a good book to review. Okay, go okay, for it. So uh, I uh, picked up volume four of Nightwing, uh, the most recent incarnation, the one that's uh, being written by, uh, I believe it's Tom Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. that whole iteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won the Eisner Award for Best Continuing Series in 2023. Nice. And uh, this continues the storyline where Nightwing, who uh, was granted a butt ton of money from Alfred, you know, yep. uh, Alfred the Butler, uh, has been trying to make Bloodhaven better. And 
ended up making some powerful enemies, such as a guy who literally steals other people's hearts. That's, hmm, isn't it? He's called Heartless. Uh, but the best part about this volume is Nightmite. Nightmite. Dick has developed an imp. You know this because every single one of his friends who encounter him say, oh, look, you've developed an imp, and they are having the best time with it while he's having the worst time with it. Nightmite is an interdimensional being, much like Mr. Mitzietzbitlik or uh, Batmite, mm-hmm. in that he is Nightwing's number one fan. The difference being, he actively tries to help Nightwing, not just annoy him or make life more difficult for him. <laughs> uh, there's an early uh, there's an early encounter with Batgirl where he directly tells her, you know, I actually ship Starfire, but like if Nightwing's happy, then that's fine. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. It's it's a fun book. Uh, there is a fun moment where. Uh, you know, they're trying to move the head of like, you know, one of these crime families, Tony Zuko, the guy who, you know, killed Nightwing's parents and all yeah. that. They're trying to move him safely so he can testify against like another mob boss, that kind of thing. And it's a really stressful time. Babs, Barbara Gordon tries to ask Nightwing, like, can we take a vacation after all this? Babs, there's literally a guy out there stealing hearts. Well, there's a guy right here who stole my heart, and she does the whole finger guns yes. thing, and then there's a couple of panels of him just staring at her. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm really tired. That was bad. <laughs> so the writing is still top-notch. I fall in love with Barbara Gordon more and more yeah. as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, there's also a romantic encounter between Nightwing and Babs. They think Tony Zuko has been tranquilized for the night. Very thin walls in the hideout, and he can hear everything, and he complains about it the next morning it's great um but yeah uh overall like this is probably the best way to like wrap up tom taylor's run i know it's still going on where i think nightwing is now a pirate or something like that like like a swashbuckling pirate yeah i mean whatever they just wanted an excuse to have him like in like the open shirt errol flynn look but you know um this run that Taylor has done has really rejuvenated my interest in Nightwing, the character. And it also ties in with Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, where we did a really great moment where Superman pulls Nightwing aside. And he's like, the Justice League is disbanding, and we want you to lead a new incarnation of it. And Nightwing's like, are you sure? Because <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. And like, you're the best man for the job. There's even a really nice moment where Dick and Bruce, Batman, have uh, a heart-to-heart where he openly calls him dad, I think for the first time Wow! in the comics. And uh, it's a really well-told story. Um, it's the, the current run has gotten a little bit of criticism from fans for being uh, not really not high states, but like, you know, uh, it's not as oppressively depressing as some of the other Bat titles or Spider-Man or whatever. Uh, whereas this one is a very lighthearted, optimistic, almost Superman, but as a bat book kind of thing. But frankly, that's what I love about it. Uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for something in the bat family, but you want a little bit more optimistic, a little bit lighthearted Nightwing, uh, the whole Tom Taylor run, but especially volume four the leap, which just came out last month. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, it collects uh, 98 uh, through 100, as well as a Nightwing 2022 annual. Definitely worth a pickup. Nice. Cool. Okay. Um, I liked it more than Dogman. 
Uh, well, speaking of, of Batman, I've been reading, I, I've just finished the, um, Batman Santa Claus Silent Night oh, okay. four issue miniseries. That looks silly. It is silly. Um, it's, it's only four issues. It, it covers a lot of ground in those four issues in terms of DC's take on the Santa myth and lore. Krampus is involved. My favorite part, I'm not going to spoil anything because it's worth the read. My favorite part is at the end of issue two, we've, we figure out early on that Batman knows, uh, Santa Claus. Oh yeah, of course he does. They've worked to get together in the past, apparently. Santa taught him how to sneak into places. Maybe, yeah. Um, there's monsters showing up everywhere. Everybody's on high alert. At the end of issue two, we see streaking out of the sky this huge fireball, and Batman's like, ah, he's here. Superman lands in the most dramatic pose possible, eyes glowing red, and then he softens everything up and goes, why didn't you tell me you were friends with Santa? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the issue ends. Um, I've seen the next issue where like a Santa recites some of Clark's letter back yes. to him. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you read my letters? Yeah. <laughs> totally fanboying over santa it is amazing so if you get a chance either buy the individual issues or wait i'm sure they'll collect it at some point oh i'm it, sure it's worth the read right. um and i've got a review in progress of uh godzilla versus kong versus the justice league it's giant monsters versus the justice league it's it's wonderful, in my opinion. I uh, like it. I saw that Superman got kind of like smacked down in like the very first issue. Yeah, at the end, by the end of the second issue, everybody thinks he's dead because Great. he took uh, Godzilla's atomic breath point blank, mm -hmm. full force. He'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. But as of now, he's going to wake up as nuclear man. <laughs> it's, it's nuclear man. The S is silent. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. The, I got to wait for issue three to come out. But it's it's if you like giant monsters in your Justice League, you can't you can't go. You know, you, you could do worse. Giant monsters in my Justice League. <laughs> uh, Chad, do you have anything? Have you read anything? Well, you... I, I've been reading some things and I. I Got a stupid question. Oh, there are no stupid questions. And now it's time for Chad Savage's stupid question. So Lazarus Pits. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. We, uh, I I shifted over oh. um, to Aquaman type stuff, and I just. I'm curious. Aquaman uses sea creatures and so forth as part of his power set. Yes. Has he ever had defense with a swordfish? Like, as a weapon? Not that he's had to compete with a swordfish in fencing, but like... Go to your happy place. Go to your happy place. Breathe. Breathe. I'm doing a Google search. I want to know. It, it, <laughs> given the way some comics were in the 50s... He's ridden them. He's, it is not impossible. Okay. I cannot say with any degree of certainty. I'm sure Darren will tell me in a minute. <clears throat> no, I can't find conclusive evidence. Okay. He has written them for sure. It is not impossible that that would have happened. Hmm. Cool. 
Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <sighs> I can't wait for this year. <laughs> let's uh let's shift gears. Kent That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Prepare yourself for Justin's Long Box. Yeah, baby. Extra long. So, for this month's long box, we're going back to basics a little bit. Okay. Looking at something and kind of giving some details on it. So, for this month, to start the year off right, I thought we'd talk about the Lazarus Pit. Oh, my God. Oh, that, man, I look I look forward to this. <laughs> All your questions <laughs> finally answered in one convenient segment. For those of you who are unaware, the Lazarus Pit is a plot device in DC Comics to help bring people back from the dead. Specifically, uh, Ra's al Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, depending on which iteration you grew up with. I subscribe to Ra's. Yes, because, you know, Batman the Animated Series. Although, fun fact, Batman Begins used both. Yeah. They couldn't make up their they minds. They couldn't make up their minds. So... The history and the origins of the Lazarus Pit are a little sketchy because Raish likes to keep his secrets. Some figure it was anywhere between three and four hundred years ago to a thousand years ago that he discovered the first Lazarus Pit. It's basically just this giant pool of bubbly green liquid that if you are near death or recently dead, you can be submerged in. And you will wake up. Um, and good is new. The downside being there are a couple of nasty temporary side effects. Uh, being that you, you gain temporary super strength. Okay. And you are, um, oh, let's see, what's the technical term? Batshit crazy. Mm, yeah. It's temporary, but you have a murderous rage and you just want to kill everything around you. And then after about a minute or so, you calm down and all is right with the world. Um, there are there's some things to know about the Lazarus Pit, some rules. Um, if you're not dead, it will kill you. You, a healthy human being, cannot just take a dip in the Lazarus Pool because you got a hangover. It will kill you. <laughs> huh. What if it's a killer hangover? No. You gotta actually, you gotta be dead first. If you've been dead for too long, or there aren't enough remains, the results are ineffective. What constitutes enough? I mean, do you just have to have one of everything necessary? So, you know, you gotta have a heart, you gotta have a lung, a I'd kidney. Like, I'd like to think 60%. <laughs> Of the human, just 60% of them. Let's say 60 to 70% okay. to cover our basis. Mm. Yeah, so it's a mass question. Yeah. Well, and and really, I guess it'd be less than that, though, because if the human body is 70% water... Uh, you just throw so water really in there, you get another So really, you're just throwing person. a husk in. Yeah. So really, we're talking like 37 to 40% of a human and a whole bunch of water. So like when you go to a butcher and get a side of beef... Yeah. Right. You just get like. So you dry age the human. You get like two sides a human. And that should be equivalent, right? Theoretically, yes. <laughs> but it has to be recently dead because if they're, if they, if, if you, 
hang them downstairs to cure for too long, mm. then you get zombies. Mm. Yeah. How recent? You don't want zombies. Do, do we have a, a timeline on that? I'm. It doesn't say, but I'm going to guess within the first three to four days. Now, there was Batman uh, versus Robin where Damien tried to bring Alfred back, and Alfred had been dead for a while. Yeah. But he was still going to like pour some Lazarus juice on him. So maybe it maybe it varies depending on the person. Probably or, depends or the on the plot armor. The plot yeah. armor, yeah. How uh, beloved the character is. That's true. That's why it didn't work for Jason the right way. <laughs> well, we'll get to Jason in a minute. <laughs> um, that was a reality punch. Yeah. So, like, the most important rule is that the pits only seem to work once. You use them, they're done. However... Uh, one of Raish's other daughters that we never talk about, Nyssa. 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 She was on Arrow. Yeah. She can use a Lazarus pit multiple times. She's figured out a way to circumnavigate that rule. Hmm. But we never talk about her, you know. I like Nyssa. She stays out of trouble. We're more interested in Talia, you know. Talia's got the bigger tracts of land. Yeah. Right on. Are, are you Google searching? Nope. <laughs> nope. My notes were about to. Oh, okay. Out. Okay. Um, so there are Lazarus pits, guarded Lazarus pits all over the world, um, in the Alps, um, somewhere in volcanoes. There's even said to be one underneath the Batcave. Mm-hmm. That was part of uh, Endgame. Yep. Uh, there's a theory that Slaughter Swamp, where Solomon Grundy keeps getting reborn, is a corrupted Lazarus pit. I could see that. Which would account for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, list of some of the people who have used Lazarus pits in the comics. Yeah. Rachel Ghoul, yep. clearly. Uh, Jason Todd, and I said we'd get back to him. He died. It was buried. And then... Uh, Earth 2 Superman? Superboy Prime. Superboy Prime, yes. Punched a hole in reality, causing ripples throughout all realities, bringing Jason back from the dead in his grave. He dug his way out, was catatonic for, well, not catatonic, but um, more or less just functioning on instinct. He had no real brain power to speak of. He was found by Talia in the League of Assassins. She decided, you know what, this would be a good gift for my beloved. Dunked him in the pit. It brought back his memories. He went Crazy for a while, he escaped, and now we have the Red Hood. I mean, Under the Hood's a good story. Under the Hood is a great story. And a great animated movie. Yes. Um, Bane has actually taken a dip in the pool. Seems right. Um, At one point, Batman and Bane teamed up to defeat Bane's dad, the Snake King. Bane saved Batman from being shot and was gravely wounded. Batman (laughs) repaid Bane's sacrifice by placing him into a Lazarus pit. Uh, Black Canary has used it, uh, Batwoman, Harley, the Riddler, Nora Freeze. Well, I know the Riddler, the whole point of him using the pit helped him figure out who Batman yeah, was. Yeah, he had terminal cancer, and just right at the very end, he found one, he dumped it in, and in that moment of hyper-awareness and whatever, and he was cured, he discovered Batman's true identity, and that was revealed in the Hush storyline. So if you're insane and you dunk in there, it gives you like moments of like super sanity, I guess. Yeah. 
uh, Nora Freeze. Yeah. Um, the only problem with that was because Victor Freeze had altered her genetics a little bit to try and cure her. It didn't work well, and mm. he ended up having to refreeze her. Oh, Lord. I prefer Nora Freeze from the Harley Quinn series where she's just a party girl now. <laughs> um, and the Joker. Didn't uh, Damian Wayne get a dip as well? Damian may have. Yeah. Yes. This is just a short curator. Okay, list. yeah. Uh, but the Joker. Joker and Batman teamed up to stop Ra's al Ghul from one of his many, you know, schemes. And the Joker was mortal. <laughs> He was just shot. Yeah. Rachel Gould just shot him That's multiple what times because it's it's the Joker. It's the Joker. And Rache has no rules about that. Batman realized he couldn't defeat Rache without the Joker and dunked him in the pit. And in that moment of whatever, he was actually sane and he felt remorse for everything he had done. And then it went away and he was back to being Joker. See, no, no. You get on the Bat satellite phone and you call any leader. Yeah. Any justice leader and be like, I'm dealing with Raish. Come help. And then you've got him. It's done. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Batman's too proud for that. He loves Joker too much. <sighs> yeah, don't he, though? <laughs> so there, in a nutshell, is everything you never wanted to know about the Lazarus Pit. It's this bubbly concoction that can bring you back from the dead should you happen to find yourself in that situation. What's it flavored? What's it taste like? Um, Looks like Mountain Dew. I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume that it is Mountain Dew cut with Sprite. Oh, so it's that extra citrusy twist. So it is mild. It is slightly more refreshing than usual. Is it like Sundrop or? No, it's not quite Sundrop. Sundrop is its own thing, but it is slightly more refreshing than usual, which has the regenerative properties. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So I have several dozen questions, <laughs> and we can address them next time, because you already used your one. Okay. <laughs> Is it about Lazarus Pits? No. <laughs> no, not not really. I've, I'm, I've got lots of other questions, too. But okay. we'll, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. <sighs> so thanks for joining us this wonderful start to 2024. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors again, Sure to Source and Gamefly. Uh, be sure to check out our other shows. You want me to watch what? The Week 3 Podcast, the Sporadic TLDR, and on YouTube, Geek Cave Plays and Retromantics. Look for us on social media. Uh, links to everything can be found at our website, geekcavepodcast.com, including our Discord page, where if you join, you get to talk with other fans and us. Early access to our shows. whole bunch of fun stuff over there. Be sure to tell your friends about us. We're on your favorite podcast service. And now here is your out-of-context comic panel. We see Robin and Batwoman fighting villains, and Superman jumps into the fray. To which Robin says, Look, Batwoman, those bandits are trying to destroy Superman with the vibrator. Kent, Darren, and Chad, I'm Justin, and this has been the wonderful world of comics, and remember, everyone's a geek for something. Yeah.